Hey there, podcast listener. This is John with Gen X Grown Up reminding you that we are in the midst of our Junk Box giveaway. In the December 7, 2017 show, we'll be drawing one listener's name at random who has left us a review in the iTunes podcast store. That winner will receive a big box of nerdy goodies that we've received in our subscription boxes over the last several months and a few extras thrown in for good measure. And there's no reason that winner shouldn't be you. So right now, while you're thinking about it, before you forget, head over to iTunes, search for Gen X Grown Up, and leave us a review. You'll be helping out GXG and putting yourself in the running for the junk box giveaway. Oh, and a quick reminder, you must be in North America to win. All right then, on with the show. Don't you know that you're grown up? No gates, no puns. Not allowed if you're grown up. Hey there, hello again, podcast listener. Welcome to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. This is episode seven. Ooh. I have Mo as usual. Hey. And George is here. How's it going, guys? Everything uh, okay on your end of the world? I know that I'm up in Canada during the recording of this, and you guys are back down in Florida. Same time zone, yeah. though. I don't know what you're doing in Canada, but okay. Yeah. Hey. Got a nice full docket of stuff to talk about today, but as I tend to like to do, I'd like to kick off the show with an uh, email from our fourth listener. Woohoo! Yay! The uh, listener mail today is from MC, and MC writes, When are we going to see the worm turn? Is George too scared <laughs> to play Nidhogg 2 with John, or is he just waiting as Atari <laughs> controller? What gives? <laughs> Man. Well, as you're listening to this podcast, you should know by now that just a couple of days ago, we finally did get around to playing Nidhogg 2, right guys? Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I can call it that, I guess. Despite the outcome, positive or negative, it was really fun to edit and watch because there's a lot of us messing with each other throughout the video. <laughs> well, it's all we could do because he kept killing us. I think at one point, George literally started punching Mo. Didn't you? Well, <laughs> it wasn't Mo I wanted to punch. He just was unfortunately between you and He was me. between us. <laughs> So I totally understood, and I got it. I, I do want to point out that every time we play these games, we seem to end up playing at John's house. So he yeah. controls all the devices, the controllers, <laughs> the TV, everything. And yet Mo and I somehow seem to lose more often than not. I'm not saying there's anything going not, on. Yeah. You're not no, saying there's anything no, going no, on. I just want to point anything. out the consistency that I've seen. It's like when you accuse me of uh, of stacking the deck playing cards. If I was that good, I would be a millionaire. See, that's... <laughs> if I had the time to actually rig those controllers. I think anybody who's played poker with you has never really accused you of stacking the deck as far as I can remember. <laughs> <sighs> oh, fair enough. Good one. <laughs> Rigging a joystick? Yes, that's certainly within your purview. Yeah, that is, actually. But for the record, I didn't rig it. I'm just good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess we all got a skill. You can imagine it's the beast from beyond, and nothing can stop it. It's Terron. We need the command laser. First up in media, we definitely have to talk about a recent YouTube video we posted and one of our favorite TV shows collectively, Stranger Things mm -hmm. 2. 2. Yep. Oh, yep, yeah. Yep. Second season kicked off. Yep. Well, we all got, got together and we watched the pilot episode. That was awesome. It was. And John, yeah, you pointed out fun. that they don't even do it as seasons. It's just Stranger Things 2, keeping with the old 80s movie theme. You're right. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a sequel to Stranger Things, right? Saying Stranger yeah. Things 2. <laughs> yeah, and I like how they don't yeah. call each episode an episode. They call it a chapter. I think that's a neat little twist mm -hmm. there as well. I don't know about you guys, but I finished binge watching the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I kind of figured you guys did. I don't think I made it out of the weekend without having seen the whole, uh, whole was it, uh, nine episodes? Yeah. 
I was able to stretch yeah, it out till nine. Tuesday only because I had a few things that I had to do. I was able to meter <laughs> it out a little bit so that I only have like 363 days worth of withdrawals now. Yeah, uh, really, yeah right. I don't know you, but I really liked the second. I think the second season was better than the first, in my opinion. It was really good. I mean, I did have someone at work. They were a little disappointed that the that the boys, the team, wasn't together a little bit more in more of the episodes, that they yeah. were kind of splintered off. Yeah, they kind of made some different pairings. Yeah, I kind of like that. I yeah, thought it built the characters. Did. I mean, it's funny. I've been listening to a lot of like the reviews after the fact. They all kind of go like, oh, well, this episode, blah, 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 blah. But I really like the show. You know, it was right. like they all like they were trying to find something to criticize, but they all really liked it. Well, and one thing of note, I did a Twitter kind of pseudo poll of Stranger Things a couple of days after our YouTube video popped and I asked what was the best character or your favorite character in Stranger Things 2 and the overwhelming response was Steve yeah I, he was I could see that surprisingly I mean surprisingly. it wasn't even close like none of the boys I mean, got a single like vote him. it was Steve and a couple of uh, votes for what was the bully you're talking about Billy Max's brother yeah a couple of votes for Max but almost really Every single okay. vote was was Steve. Hey, Steve was cool. He was very unexpected character. You know, like you always expect them that type of character to behave a certain way, but he was actually a decent guy. Well, that was what some of the remarks yeah, were. Yeah. It was talking about how he took the um, nurturing role of uh, was it Dustin, right? Yeah, he's kind of helping to take care of Dustin a bit. Yeah. Kind of took him under his wing a little. Yeah, that's true. They were talking about how he could have gone down the jerk path, but didn't. You know, overall, I found this season kind of uneven. Like the first one, I universally I loved from beginning to end. This one, you know, instead of being 100% all the time, it kind of dipped down to 85 or 90 a couple of times. For me, in a lot of ways, it was kind of, uh, it didn't bother me. Don't get me wrong. It was kind of the same story again. Sure. It was still catastrophe with Will. Everybody's got to scramble, got to fight a monster. That's kind of the same. So that's a tiny ding against it. Not huge. The uh, relationship between Lucas and Max seemed really forced. Yeah. Why does Lucas like Max? Because he thinks she's cool. I mean, that just kind of seemed forced. They make a cool pair. That's going to be great to see how it grows. But it didn't convince me that they genuinely were attracted to each other. They just kind of ended up hanging out together and they became a couple. Right. I think they could have made a little bit better play if it had been Lucas being mentored by Steve and then Dustin and Max because she did beat his high score in Dig Dug. It would have been a nice, mm -hmm, you know, right. anger thing for a little while. And then they came together over Dig Dug maybe in the Shadow Monster. I don't know, something, but... Something. Yep. <laughs> you mentioned Dig Dug. And one quick little thing I want to mention, they uh -huh. chose Dig Dug because of how it applied to the season. There were monsters underground. Oh, oh. that's nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there were tunnels oh. and there were monsters are fighting. Yep. Didn't occur to me, but when I watched it, I'm Did, like, oh my goodness, it. it makes sense. Okay. Nice little subtle nod, I guess, yeah. Some high points, some low points. We can all nitpick, just like, I think, because we love it so much. Yep. Yeah, I think it's oh, yeah, because sure. you feel guilty that you like it so much. You feel like you have to pull something out of it that you don't like. Otherwise, you're just feeling like a fanboy. But I'm a fanboy for Stranger Things. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. That, that, that's Maybe. a fair observation. Yeah. yeah. So as much as we enjoyed Stranger Things too. There's another series that's not faring quite as well, is it, Mo? No, I got to just talk to you guys about The Inhumans. Uh, George, I know you've been watching it, right? Yeah, I've kept up with it. I mean, it's part of the comic rules. If it's a comic book-based TV sure. show or movie, I have to watch it, unfortunately, in this case. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I know, because I, I keep, like, I'm watching it hoping that it gets better. How's that going? And I can tell you that the last episode I saw, one of the redeeming factors I thought in the whole show, like the, my favorite parts by far, is when Karnak and Gorgon, their interaction. Sure. And then I look at one of the last episodes and I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Because then they kill off one of the characters. Well, but <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. You know, you saw the end of the episode, though. 
yeah, I know, but still. I was just like, when I saw that, I to tell you the truth, I was like, really? They're going to take, like, probably the only two interesting people on this entire show and, like, mm. kill one of them off. Well, he's going to come back as Pet cemetery type of thing because it is the comic book world. Nobody stays dead for more than a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. And I'm sure he'll be back, but still, him dying just seemed pointless. And again, it's, like, not, not really endearing me to the show. I'll give you that it seemed pointless, but not in the way of now I don't have Gorgon there to watch. It didn't seem to terribly devastate the emotional well-being of the people around Gorgon. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, kind of went like, on as, yeah, he's dead. Okay, moving on. And it, He's dead. And then they have a close-up of them looking sad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there's not enough depth built into this thing. Yeah, that's. I, I think I agree. I think it's very superficial. All the know? way around. And it's a All damn shame because there's other shows out there that we've talked about, like The Gifted, which is hitting oh, yeah. it on all cylinders compared to this thing. Yep. Is it worth keeping, do you think? Or is it too flooded? Is it, should we just let the lesser shows go? I kind of would look at this like the last Fantastic Four movie. Really? It was okay while it was there. There's no reason I need to see those people in those casts ever again. <laughs> so it wouldn't break your heart? Nope, not at oh, all. No. I mean, I really don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel invested in this thing. That speaks volumes. If you just don't care, it's not really grabbing you. It's not a compelling yeah, exactly. series. On the flip side, there's another series that I just noticed. I've only seen the first episode, and I'll, you'll understand why in a second. But I discovered a little show that is on YouTube Red called okay. Lifeline. Lifeline. I've never watched anything on YouTube Red. I mean, we're big YouTube creators. We have a channel. We're constantly working on YouTube stuff. And YouTube Red is kind of like the the paid Hulu of YouTube, right? It's like, it's commercial free, ad free, and there's special content that they have licensed with, with creators to make. Yeah, and we can't afford it. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so we don't get to have it. That's right. But Lifeline, I mean, I am a sucker for a time travel movie or TV show. Just time travel and you got me. You get two and a half tokens out of five just for being time travel and the rest is yours to gain or lose. Right. <laughs> but you get the benefit of the doubt. Kind of the, the concept is... They have a way that they implant a chip in your wrist. You pay for this privilege, by the way, to get this chip implanted in your wrist. And they can detect when you are going to be injured or killed. And someone from Lifeline, the kind of insurance company, will swoop in and save you. What they don't tell their clients, though, is they have a way to detect with that chip in your wrist 33 days in advance of when you're going to die. And they time travel someone in this magic box forward to save you right before you die. That's the insurance policy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> One of the things that I really liked about it was the person travels forward in time, but they don't get to travel back. That's right. They're yep. stuck. You're stuck. But it's only a month, so it's not so bad, right? Husband and mm -hmm. wife who both do this job, you know, and they wake up in the morning and the, their phone goes off and he goes, oh, it's the office. I'll see you next month. Right. And he goes in. <laughs> And he's missing for a month until he walks back in the door. Yeah. And there was a guy who, uh, he was like a police detective, her former trainer or partner. He comes over to the house and she's like, well, why don't you stop by? And he's like, I do. You guys are never here. You're never home. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep trading jumps. I think it's got a lot of promise. And I, uh, it's almost tempting me to get YouTube Red just for a month to check out the rest of this series. If you get a chance, the first episode is free on YouTube. Look up Lifeline. Yeah, it's really good. The first episode is called In 33 Days You'll Die, Episode 1. Oh, okay. There's no way that a lot of these would get put on cable TV, let alone network anymore. Right. So it's nice right. that they're oh, finding... You have to pull so many numbers that you couldn't possibly... Yeah, them. and I just hope that this kind of content, this, I guess, user-based content, or I don't know, creator 
controlled, however you want to say it. I, I love that it's finding new ways out there. It's really chipping away at the, the establishment. Yeah, the establishment yeah, of all the networks. It's, 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 it's tapping people. into that crowdfunding vibe, right? It's like, well, if you'll pay for YouTube Red, that's funding creation of these kind of shows. So that's kind of yeah. Neat. Well, last episode, we talked about something we were looking forward to, and that was Thor Ragnarok. No spoilers. Just came out in oh, theaters yeah. last no week. No spoilers, please. No spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. So absolutely no spoilers. It's no very, spoilers, very new. It's very, too very early fresh. to release. Yeah. We did get a chance to go and see no, it. Of course you did. I saw it. Mo saw it. George, you haven't yet. We're not going to spoil anything. Aye. Did you guys take my cardboard cutout there again? No, we didn't take the cardboard cutout this time. You were there in spirit. Yeah. Us, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Mo, what'd you think of Thor Ragnarok? Let me tell you, it was not what I expected That's at all. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. Looking at the other Thor movies, I thought, okay, this would be along the same vein, maybe. But it was just, first off, the action was over the top. Mm-hmm. All the action scenes in it from the very first scene, I was like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching the rest of this movie. And then yep. they just do a yep. lot of humor. I mean, way more humor than any other Thor movie ever. That kind of reminded me of like a James Bond film before the credits action scene. It was so over the top. It reminded me a lot of the structure of this Bond films where it's like, we're yeah. going to grab you with this crazy chaser action scene before we even start the movie. And that was really neat. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting story. I love the villain they had in it. And they brought the Hulk in, which everyone knows because that's in the preview. Mm-hmm. The way he came in was, I thought, was very different. And you knew he was coming, but it was still a great entrance. Yeah, it was still a great scene. It was on Battle World, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not really a spoiler. That's something they've been talking about. But there's some really great comic book right, series right. that relate to it. Um, matter of fact, uh, Chris and I are going to be talking about Unworthy Thor in the next Comic Sans, which kind of relates to the film. Okay, cool. Okay. I just thought it was a blast of a movie. It was just fun action and I thought it was just it was just a fun great movie Thor Ragnarok to me is like the Orville of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right there was so much like there was slapstick that I didn't expect you wouldn't you know there was belly laugh kind of like goofy stuff it really kind of hits you sideways a bit because you don't expect it but this was like really over the top humor almost like the way like some of the jokes in the Orville kind of yeah. catch you sideways and you're like whoa I've it was so much comedy that it kind of caught me off guard in a way and so I it yeah. gave me that same vibe I get when I watch the Orville I'm like it's is it too much is it it was great it was fun but it, it seemed a bit out of place yeah I think they were on that ragged exactly. edge of too far but they they didn't go over the edge a few more, you know, if there was a dick joke in there, then it would have been over the top. <laughs> you know, they kept it clean. It's worth seeing. Is it? Okay. All right. We're seeing in the theater or we're seeing at home? No, it's, no, it's worth seeing in the theater. theater. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, worth, it's, it's a big action movie. You probably should see in the theater. Okay. All right. Rachel Bob sees my evil Knievel hot seat. Can't wait to show Bill my evil Knievel motocross bike. It's Tank with Evil's initials. It's Chain Guard with Evil's signature. We saw Thor in the theater. Big screen, big sound. But John, you, you talked me into adding to the experience. You, you want to talk Something about that? Something a little bit extra. Yeah. You remember, George, a few episodes ago, we were, we were talking tech toys. I talked about D-Box theater seats that were sitting in the lobby of our local Those theater. Those are like the Marcel Marceau mime in a box seats that we were talking about? Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Not, <laughs> no, not, no, not no, living no, no. in a glass box D-Box. <laughs> These are the kind of uh, simulated roller coaster, uh, kind of pitch yeah, and yeah. yaw and rumble seats that sit out in the lobby. Right. You saw the movie from the lobby? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, so Stay they have some of those inside the theater now. But I wasn't there. You know, I never get invited to this. <laughs> it's a technology called D-Box, and it's essentially a rumble and wobbly kind of seat 
that is programmed to kind of move you around as things on the screen move and kind of add to the experience. You know, think uh, a cheap festival or fair or something. They go ride the virtual roller coaster and they put you in a box and your seat kind of leans left and leans right and rumbles and turns. It's that, but in a theater. Right. Did the Hulk grab you by your feet and slam you around the theater or? Not exactly. Sometimes it kind of felt like it. It costs quite a bit extra. Yeah. How much extra? I want to say the matinee seats were about... $21. $21. Ooh. Oh, jeez. How much are they normally without the D-Box? I think they said it's, it's about 8 bucks extra to sit in these D-Boxes. So seats. like 40% more. Yep. Wow. That's right. We saw the film in it. First off, I would say it's not worth doing the D-Box seating for the bridges of Madison County. <laughs> it's got it's, it's to be an action-packed... Right, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be an action-packed film that lends itself to this kind of thing in the first place. And Thor Ragnarok definitely qualifies. Yeah, it does. I'm going to defer first to Mo. Mo, you sat in these seats for two hours. Yeah. What's your assessment of the D-Box theater seating experience? Some of it I liked. There were some things they did that were actually kind of subtle. Like there's one where somebody's spinning around and you kind of feel yourself spinning just a little bit, which I thought was kind of cool. The subtle stuff, yeah. The, the, like the big action stuff happened and basically all they do was just shake the seat a lot. Right. It actually kind of was a little distracting at thought times. I 100% agree. There were times when it was like, oh, oh, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, yeah, exactly. it's like I can kind of sense or if there's a, like a big sweeping shot that would kind of lean you forward. Like you're kind of falling into the screen a little bit. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. But I think there was the obligatory, you know, it's an earthquake. So shake the living shit out of the guy in the seat. <laughs> and it was just, it was a little like, come on, I'm trying to drink my mellow yellow here. Would you quit shaking me around? <laughs> Snow caps are flying everywhere. <laughs> That's right. My snow, my mandatory snow caps flying all over the place. It was neat. Mo, would you do it again? I don't know. I mean, if it was cheaper, maybe. I was going to ask. Um, was it forty percent no. more neat? No, I don't think it was forty percent. No, neat. it was twenty percent, fifteen, twenty percent more I neat. I mean, it was interesting to say the yeah, least. It was definitely cool. It was especially cool because it was the first time I tried it. Yeah, it's a really neat experience. You should definitely try it to see if it's for you. It's pretty cool. It's neat. It's interesting. Is it worth eight bucks? Eh, maybe. <laughs> if you got eight bucks to burn, you, you try it out. Or if you want to give back half of a tub of large popcorn. You know, right. You're exactly right. Because <laughs> it's about the same price. Get the medium drink instead right. of the large drink, and it'll pay the $8 <laughs> for your extra D-Box seating. <laughs> yeah. So wind up of it is that if it's A, an action-based movie, or at least a movie that has some action in it, and it needs to be a movie that you're super psyched to go see. I think that's fair. So enough about our D-Box seats. I know last episode, we talked about the Blue Yeti microphone we'd done a review on. Right. We didn't stop there. There's another cool microphone, George, that you checked out because you're looking for something a little more portable, right? One of the issues that I have, um, I travel and go a lot of places, and lugging a Blue Yeti microphone around with me to record something. And with a laptop in order to plug it in. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, right. I was looking for something that was more portable but would still deliver quality sound and could record to itself and fortunately there's a whole line of those microphones out there and the one that i chose was the zoom h1 so what did you like about this mic first off it's extremely small and portable this thing will literally fit in your pocket it's probably four or five inches long it does have dual microphone pickups i love the fact that it has all the buttons are physical buttons Mm -hmm. which is nice and it has a lot of versatility then the biggest thing you know you just press one button record and it records directly to an sd micro card on its own cell nice and it's only about as big as a power brick it's like really small no it's it's tiny it has a lot of nice extra features too you can plug in um 
an external mic if you want to use like a lav microphone or something like that. You can mm-hmm. record in two different formats, WAV or MP3. It has a single AA battery, which gives it probably 20 or 30 hours worth of life depending upon which settings you're using. And you can put marks during your recording. So if you're recording an interview and you've got it in your hand, you can just click the little button and put a mark on it to know where you want to jump to in that segment. Like somebody said something really cool here, boom, hit a mark. Oh, I didn't know that. That's That's handy. That's pretty slick, man. All right. How gotcha. much did it cost? It actually cost $98. So, George, you took a look at the Zoom H1, and you're going to have a video posting to the YouTube channel next week, Yeah, right? I wanted to do a, a similar video to what you did with the Yeti. I wanted to compare it, but I didn't necessarily need to compare it to all the other microphones that we've tried because they were very similar sure. to the ones you already showed. It was a good idea just to compare it to the Blue Yeti because that was really what I was using as a comparison. We're all kind of in love with the Blue Yeti. It's done a great job for our podcasts and our videos and everything. But it's a beast. It's yeah. big. Well, I can't wait to see your look at it. It should go live early yeah, next absolutely. week on our YouTube channel, genxgrownup.com. Yeah, absolutely. I said... Wilma, want to go to the beach? And she said, I'd love to. Love? Guess she sort of goes for me. Oh, she won't go for your breath. You need scope. My breath? Bad. Games. Games <laughs> are something that we all three love to play. <laughs> but I actually haven't had a chance to play too many games this week. I'm hoping that you guys found some games to play. John, did you find anything interesting this week? I did. I found a couple of things. There's just one in particular I want to talk about, and it's probably the one that is on... Uh, everybody's playlist right now, certainly if you're a retro gamer. And that's the new Mario game that came out on the Switch, the Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, see, I don't have a Switch, so I didn't even know about that. Wow. Yeah, I've seen a lot of press on it lately. Let me tell you, this game is a Switch seller. If you don't have a Switch, and if Zelda wasn't enough to make you want to get a Switch, it's everything that you love about Mario games rolled into one. And I mean everything. It harkens back to so much. There are periods of the game where you play like you're playing Super Mario on the NES, but it's projected on the side of a like a, a mountain and it's part of the puzzle. You actually get mushed into a 2D Mario and have to solve something. <laughs> There's elements of Super Mario 64. Wow. I mean, it's getting just rave reviews and it deserves really? it. Wow. Uh, now, I will say wow. that I have not played the entire game. I have played just a little bit of the beginning of it, but uh, my daughter has been playing the living hell out of it. And I just, <laughs> I sat with her and watched her finish it. She just nonstop was drilling through it. And, you know, there's tons of stuff she didn't even get to see because there's so much, as you can imagine, right. cool stuff to unlock. I mean, name something you like about a Mario game. And it's this game has really got it. And it's everything is cute and it's colorful and it's bright and boss battles and there's Bowser and Everything you want out of a Mario game. Is it a game that you can play with family or is it just a single player? It is a single player game, but it's a very social single player. Like I said, I sat with my daughter playing it and we had fun just coaching each other. No, jump here. He's going to throw three of those and then you duck and no, 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 start, you know, jump over this and walk here. Yeah, I'm sure she appreciated that. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. No, no. She said, don't leave. I need you helping me. Oh. (laughs) She wanted me to help. It's if you get a chance, if you have a Switch or if you have a chance, you know, somebody has one, you should check this out. The great thing about the Switch is... It's a handheld and a console. You just grab it and it can be one or the other. Exact same experience, whether it's in your hand or on your TV. Well, that's what, you know, my wife has been talking about, because we haven't bought a console since the Xbox 360. We skipped the whole Xbox One thing. She's been talking about getting a console because we're going on that long trip. It sounds like the Switch might be something that might travel well, but I don't know about internet connectivity. If you were thinking about it and it's in your budget, you can pick up a Switch and you get Zelda and you get Mario and you have got some amazing games in your pocket or on a TV 
TV for that trip, and it's going to last you tens of hundreds of hours. There's tons of content in you those two games. You don't have to have an internet connection when you play it, like the Xbox One or whatever? Nope. Okay. Nope, nope. I've played on a plane a lot, and you don't have to have a connection. You just have to have the connection to get into the store. That's not bad. So you, as long as you get the games on it before you leave, you're good. You got okay. it. Yep. Interesting. Cool. So anybody else play anything? Hey, yeah, I picked up the latest Assassin's Creed. Oh. Why? <laughs> that was <laughs> two different why? responses. Oh, why? I know it's not your cup of tea, but no, I've okay. always liked them. Now, let me tell you why I said why. I played the first one. And it was pretty cool. It was it was kind of hunting down tons of little things on towers and whatever. And then they just seemed to get a little more derivative and a little more. And then I stopped playing them. So my snark was based on it. My perception was they've kind of just been becoming shadows of themselves. Am I wrong? I mean, I think the ones before this, there were definitely some hits and misses for sure. Some of the, okay. Some of the things like Black Flag was okay, but then some of them were just not as good as others. What makes this one interesting to me is that one is going back to the how the assassins came to be. So it's actually their origins, and it takes place in Egypt. They the time of Cleopatra you know any kind of like you know history nerd like me just be able to run around the cities and see what things looked like back when it was still plated with gold and before it crumbled yep exactly like the pyramid was still smooth on the sides like they hadn't stolen all the lights oh, right. <laughs> and you get to climb to the top which is even cooler well that's neat they took out a lot of things that for me made the other games kind of annoying which is like there's three million feathers scattered across this 500 <laughs> square miles of something go find them all instead they have locations and they'll say this location has these three things. They kind of narrowed it down for you a little bit. Yeah, they narrowed it down, made a little smaller right. search area, which that I thought was pretty good. And is there a reason to gather those things other than just to say you did, or does it or benefit? Is that for, like, add-ons and power-ups? Oh, I mean, it's for money, because you do spend a lot of money in this game. If you're, like, a level 20 and you have your favorite weapon was, like, a level 10, you actually can pay to upgrade it to a level 20. Okay. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge map. I mean, the biggest map I think they've ever done. You know what? I rescind my why from the beginning of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> it, that might have some redeeming qualities. I might have to take a look. Yeah, we got to make sure we get our cores. So, how many cores yeah, right? have you gotten out of it? I, I mean, I'm going to get my cores worth out of it, but John, Think I don't so? know okay. if you would, right? So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, you know my attention span, it peters out when something new comes along. So, I... yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need you, you know it's true. Mr. Potato Head, I need you. Mr. Potato Head, a toy you can put together yourself from Hasbro. Before we put a bow on the episode, we always like to take a second to talk about what things we're looking forward to. Anybody got anything that you're just chomping to the bit that's going to happen Justice in the next League, couple Justice weeks? Justice League, Justice League, Justice League, Justice League, Justice League, Justice League, Justice League. <laughs> so, so, George, you're saying this is Justice League movie? Yeah, have you heard about it? Uh, <laughs> what is this that's, Justice uh, League that you speak of? <laughs> That's about just about a week from now, right? November 17th. It's the continuation of the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, It's Mm -hmm. picking up from where Superman versus Batman left off. Superman's dead, and Batman decides to form the group. You saw that kind of at the end of uh, Superman versus Batman. Yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Hopefully they're going to tell a little bit of the Cyborg origin, or they're going to hold it back for the Cyborg movie, because they've got a whole slate of these films. With the DC Universe, right. mm-hmm. they're really, they've only done like one individual film. They did Superman, they did well, one. Okay, so two. They did two individual films, then they did the combined Batman versus Superman, and then they went straight into their equivalent of the Avengers, which is the Justice League. So I'm wondering right. if 
they're shooting their whole wad and then people aren't going to be as interested in the individual films. What's going to make it, though, is like if the characters are interesting enough in the Justice League, like if I think like, holy cow, Aquaman's pretty cool, then I'll go see the Aquaman movie. Sure. I have to tell you, George, to be honest, I was kind of like down on this movie when I first heard about it because I was like, really? The more... I read about it, and the more I've seen the previews and stuff, I'm actually thinking it's going to be a pretty good I think it's going to be pretty good. I am a little bit, I don't want to say mad, but I'm a little bit disappointed that they recast Barry Allen from the TV show. It's not the same guy playing him. Yeah. Like, really, why couldn't you just give that guy his props? He really was one of the key... You've already got an amazing Flash. And if you think about it, if it wasn't for Arrow and Flash, you wouldn't have some of these films because they were not doing well until those series came out on the CW. So being a comic book dummy, as I've already kind of said I am, you know, I I had zero investment in the Marvel Universe until Iron Man came out. I knew zero about Mm -hmm. Iron Man. And it was a fun movie. I'm like, okay... Captain America came out and I don't care about Captain America, but the movie was good. And now I do. They made me an apathetic comic sure. person <laughs> chomp at the bit to see the Avengers because they just built these characters in their right. own movies and kind of what you said, how they really haven't built it. They're just basing it on, you know, who these guys are, they're getting You've together. Only seen two of the five in individual films and the third was in the That's composite right. film. So you haven't had a chance, really. Still something I'm looking forward yeah, to. I think, it, cool. I think it's going to do very well very cool. monetarily. There's no doubt that they'll continue to do the other films, I think, that they have on Slate. And if for some <laughs> reason you don't want to go to the theater to see Justice League on the 17th, something else is kicking off that same day, right, Mo? Oh, yeah. The Netflix series The Punisher is going to be starting on the 17th. They're going to drop all, I think, 12 episodes. Oh, this is the one that spooled off of the second season of Daredevil, right? Yep, this is The Punisher, which, I mean, he was so popular, they decided to do a series on him. I love the actor they got playing him. He's the Punisher I always imagined the Punisher being. I, I kind of wish that all the movies and stuff that came before this just sort of never happened. <laughs> this is like everyone's first experience <laughs> with it because this I think is one that I think they're going to do right. Yeah, it's it's looking really good. They couldn't have picked a better guy than John Bernthal to play the Punisher. Yeah. If you saw Walking Dead season two, I believe it was, when he went kind of crazy as Shane, that was foreshadowing how he could play the Punisher. Oh, absolutely. You know, you see the Punisher, you totally feel for his character, you know, from Daredevil. Like, you find out his, why he does what he does and all that stuff. You know, they didn't go too much in his backstory, but they did enough where you were you cared about his character. Almost everybody collectively at the same time was screaming that a, net, a Netflix series would get made of the Punisher. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, they got their wish. It's supposed to be a continuation okay. from the last season of Daredevil. Yeah. He starts off uh, at All the right. end of Daredevil 2. He's in prison. So it should start from that point. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, John, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, if you had asked me that any other time earlier in the year, I would have told you I was looking forward to the release of Crackdown 3. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Are you, are you not looking forward to it now? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I keep my Google Calendar up to date with when movies come out and when games come out, so I know. And on my Google Calendar, it said Crackdown 3. It came out next week. I got really excited for a second, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute. I think they pushed that damn thing oh, again. Yeah. Oh, it's in 2018. I'd yeah. forgotten to move wow, the movie. Wow, they moved in freaking year. Jeez. I would say they pushed at least 18 months at this point. It was supposed to release the beginning of this year, and now it's out into 28, spring 2018 is its current. Are you sure this lucky. isn't like the sequel to Duke Nukem or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, we, we've actually seen it. We've seen demos. We've seen promos. Yeah, the demo looks freaking amazing. It's shown at E3. Crackdown was one of my favorite games oh, on the yeah. Xbox 360. It's an amazing multiplayer game. Crackdown 2 was kind of more of the same, which is not necessarily a bad thing, except you want something different. So it was just kind of a, a retread. Yeah. But Crackdown 3 looks to just be 
everything just cranked up to 11 that I loved about Crackdown. Yeah, it's an open for world, sure. shooting people, you know, you become kind of a superhero, you can throw cars at it's just it's just a playground and it's so amazing. I can't wait for it to come out, but now it's not coming out between now and the next podcast, I realize, because it's being pushed Yeah, out oh. in 2018. Yeah, it definitely looks like social. And I remember Crackdown for me is actually has a, a special place because, John, that was the first thing you talked me into buying. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I had really? Xbox 360. We just started working together. And you said, oh, you got to get this game and we multiplayer and all that. That's when we that's the first multiplayer I think I played online was with you playing Crackdown. Well, that's going well for you. I haven't made you buy anything else since then, have I? No, nothing at all, man. That's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's disappointing, but not surprising. No. I'm still looking forward to it. I'm just looking much more forward, farther <laughs> in the future. Hopefully, it lives up to expectations, right? When it comes out, we absolutely have to play it together. Oh, hell yeah! My American Eagle can go just about anywhere under the sun. Anywhere. Come on. Eagle's automatic four-wheel drive gives me the confidence to take the family to the beach the hard way. Eagle even hauls my boat out of this. Now, I wouldn't try that in an ordinary compact. Well, we talked about a lot of stuff as we always do during this episode of Gen X Grown Ups Podcast. So we're going to put some links down in the show notes to everything we talked about, right? That's right. And hey, yep. remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app, whether it's Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. And speaking of iTunes, remember we're in the middle of our junk box giveaway. If you'll go into oh, iTunes yeah. and leave a review for us, you are eligible to win a big junk box of geeky goodness that we're going to be giving away the first episode in December. So hop into iTunes and leave a review to be qualified. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you know somebody that's a friend of yours, they probably like the same things you do. A lot of people don't even know what podcasts are. Grab their phone and subscribe them. Tell a friend. And in case you haven't noticed, we've had an incredible streak of our fourth listener emails, consistently getting emails all the time. So if you want to be one of our fourth listener We'd love to hear from members, you. send us an email at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit us on YouTube or check out our site at genxgrownup.com. That's right. We will be there posting videos regularly and we will be back here in two weeks. We'll also be back next week with a backtrack where our topic will be breakfast cereals. Yay! Ooh. I'm hungry. <laughs> it's breakfast anytime when you have a box That's of cereal right. and some milk. That's Do you even you need the milk? I don't even use the milk anymore. <laughs> Always fun to get together, guys. Thanks so much. George, Mo. Yep, absolutely. We'll see you guys yep, next talk time. Talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble! Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. 
Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.